Yo, 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 what's good, Addicts Gang, and welcome to the Fantasy Addicts Podcast. It is your host, Frank, here, bringing you the Week 6 recap. Want to shout out my fantasy team. We're 5-1 and one now. Uh, Andrew, I know you've had a good start to the season, buddy, but you're no good. Um, doesn't matter. I'm going to be taking the chip this season in our Dynasty League. So uh, very excited um, to give you guys all the news from Week 6. Um, I've had a good Week 6. I hope you have too. Um, we're going to get ourselves ready for Week 7, all right? We move on. We move on to the next opponent, um, and we get ready. want to get all the main takeaways from these games and give you guys all the information that you need moving forward. So you can dominate your matchups, dominate your fantasy leagues, and win fantasy titles. Before we do get started, though, I want to make sure that you guys are following the podcast on Instagram at the FB Addicts and on the Twitters at the FB Addicts and on Instagram at the Fantasy Addicts. You think after you know close to a hundred episodes now, um, I'd be good at this? But no, absolutely not. All right, let's get stuck into the first game, and I want to move quickly through this one. I don't, really don't want to talk about it. Um, it was the Chiefs and Broncos on Thursday night football. The Broncos fall to 1-5. and five. Like I give a shit, I hope we lose every single game from now on out. We get Caleb Williams. Anyway, um, Russell Wilson struggled 13-22, 95 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Man's washed. Man sucks. I don't even care. He hasn't even been that bad this year, and the Chiefs' defense is good. But that's beside the point. I'm pushing the, the Russell Wilson sucks agenda so that we can continue to keep tanking. Um, you know, we do love Caleb Williams here at the Fantasy Addicts, so make sure, um, you know, especially when the season finishes, we're going to be talking about these rookies. And, you know, he looks fantastic um, despite some of his struggles last week. But let's get back to the NFL. Javante Williams had 10 carries, 52 yards, did lead the team in carries um, to Jaleel McLaughlin, 7. Um, Samaj P. Ryan didn't register a carry here. Seems like they want to use Javante and Jalil as the primary running backs on running down situations anyway. Um, Samaj P. Ryan did have two catches for 16 yards. That backfield is a three-headed... I didn't want to call it a three-headed monster. I want to call it like a three-headed puppy. I mean, none of the, all three of those guys are really, really tough to trust in your lineups. Um, Samaj P. Ryan and Jalil McLaughlin cannot be trusted at all. Javante, if you are very, very desperate, is potentially an option. Um, as far as the wide receiver goes, Jerry Judy, after all all the smack talk. He was talking to Steve Smith before the game. Um, all the animo- am- animosity, that's the word. Um, Jerry Judy gives you three catches, 14 yards. I, I don't know what to say about Jerry Judy. He's someone I'm, I'm a big fan of um, heading into the season. Thought he's going to be able to produce, and he just hasn't been able to and hasn't been able to live up to the uh, draft price tag the Broncos spent on him just a few short years ago. Colton Sutton salvages his game with a fantastic touchdown grab late in the game. Has four catches, 46 yards, and the touchdown. Um, Again, not really a big productive game from him, but gets the touchdown. So if you had him in your fantasy lineups, then you were very, very happy that he caught that touchdown. Um, Jaleel McLaughlin has a couple catches for 12 yards. Adam Trampman, one catch, four yards. And Greg Dulcich, one catch, three yards. Um, Just some news. Greg Dulcich is going to be missing some time with a hamstring injury. Um, I think there's a potential for him to be put onto injury reserve as well. On the Chiefs' side of the ball, um, Patrick Mahomes played very well. Didn't have a monster fantasy day, but does have 306 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Also has six carries for 31 yards. Um, Isaiah Pacheco continues to be productive and dominate snap, frankly dominate snaps in this backfield. So he has 16 catches for 62 yards. Then he also has six catches for 36 yards. Has a great day. Um, we're not seeing Clyde Edwards-Alaire or Jarek McKinnon be really involved in the running game whatsoever. Jarek McKinnon does have three catches for 20 yards. Um, but again, it is all Isaiah Pacheco. 
Pacheco. So he can be trusted, especially in a good offense like this. Um, does have a nice ceiling and appears to have a nice floor as well, with him getting involved in the passing game as well. Travis Kelsey's back to his best. He has nine catches, 124 yards. Um, Rayshie Rice, who I was talking about last week, was a potential streaming option. He has four catches, 72 yards. So you were relatively happy with the production you got out of him. Um, Sky Moore, two for 22. Um, McKinnon, like I mentioned, three for 20. Noah Gray has two for 14. Kadarius Tony, three catches, nine yards, but does get the touchdown. Um, that's really all we need to talk about in this game, to be honest. Nothing really else to take away other than the Broncos stink. The Chiefs are good. Newsflash, Travis Kelsey, still good. We know this. Um, let's move on to the Titans and Ravens game where we had... The Ravens being able to pull this one out, 16-24. to 24, They moved 4-2. and two. Um, Lamar Jackson, a little disappointing as far as fantasy goes this week. Has 223 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Um, and then also has 13 carries, 62 yards. So again, because you're getting that rushing um, production from Lamar Jackson, you're never in a bad place um, playing him, even against a good Tennessee Titans defense. Gus Edwards gives you 16 carries, 41 yards. That's just what Gus Edwards do. He gives you double-digit carries for not many yards, and you're disappointed. Um, you're hoping that he falls into the end zone, and that doesn't happen here today. Um, Justice Hill has 8 for 35. has been far more explosive than Gus Edwards. I wouldn't be surprised if the Ravens move um, towards Justice Hill um, more than what Gus Edwards is, but not to the point where they're going to be phasing him out of the offense entirely. They do trust him. Um, we have Mark Andrews lead the team in yardage, but again, only 223 passing yards from Lamar Jackson. So Mark Andrews has four for 69, solid day for him. Zay Flowers has six catches, 50 yards, gives you a touchdown. He's been really impressive as a rookie, um, someone who I see continuing to develop um, as the season progresses. But uh, particularly, I don't think his um, ceiling is going to be, you know, a top 10 wide receiver. Um, but I've you know, realistically, still going to give you nice wide receiver two production, so you should be happy um, nonetheless, especially at the draft price you're able to get him at. Nelson Aguilar has two for 40. Odell Beckham Jr. continues to show everyone that he's washed, two for 34. Rashad Bateman, um, complete bust, two for 15. Um, Gus Edwards has a catch for 12 yards also. On the Tennessee Titans side of the ball, we see Ryan Tannehill leave uh, with an injury. Don't know the length of that and how serious that might be, but we saw Malik Willis come into the game um, and complete four or five yards, uh, four or five attempts for 74 yards. And then also have three carries for 17 yards. Didn't look particularly impressive, but again, appears that he's the backup ahead of... um, Levi's jeans, Will Levis, um, but will remains to be seen if Ryan Tannehill is to miss time, who will be the starter there. So keep an eye out um, on any releases coming out of the Tennessee camp. Ryan Tannehill before exiting has 76 yards and an interception. So for whatever reason, if you were desperate enough to play Ryan Tannehill, you were burned entirely. Um, Derrick Henry has a great day, has 12 carries for 97 yards and a touchdown. Tajay Spears, just four carries, 15 yards, continues to play a large amount of the snaps. So it's just something to, um, to keep an eye on, especially with rumors about Derrick Henry potentially being on the trade block now that the Tennessee Titans have moved to two and four. So Tajay Spears, definitely someone you need to hold on your rosters despite not him not being able to give you consistent and predictable production thus far. He does have one catch, 48 yards here also. So, you know, does bail you out with a nice long t- uh, catch there. Um, Nick Westbrook-Kine um, leads the wide receivers, three catches, 25 yards. DeAndre Hopkins gives you a dud with one for 20. Although he's been, um, you know, rather pedestrian for the first few games, was able to blow up last week with Ryan Tannehill, especially with now with Ryan Tannehill expected to miss some time, either Malik Willis or Will Levis um, coming in as the quarterback. I think DeAndre Hopkins is not someone you can trust in your lineup. Same with Chigo Conquo. Um, despite the excitement he may or may not have had heading into this season. 
Um, yeah, he has two for 18. Derrick Henry, two for 16. So I think, aside from Derrick Henry, you need to bench everyone else on the Tennessee Titans as far as I'm concerned. <coughs> Apologies for my dry throat. Um, let's move on to the very next game. Just scrolling down here, we got the Dolphins and the Panthers. Incredibly entertaining game. I mean, the Panthers came out of this game incredibly hot. They led this game 14 nothing at the end of the first quarter. And then the Miami Dolphins put on three touchdowns in the second quarter. Um, and then basically it was off to the races. They were able to pull away very convincingly. Um, the Panthers side of the ball, Bryce Young was relatively impressive early. Um, was able to get things some things going. But again, isn't able to sustain it. I mean, the Miami Dolphins' offense is far too explosive to hold for the Panthers' defense to hold them off. But Bryce Young has 217 yards, one touchdown. Um, and then also we have Johnny Hecker completing a pass for seven yards as well. Um, Trooper Hubbard does dominate the snaps here. Um, Raheem Blackshear does have five carries for 18 yards. But in the absence of Miles Sanders, it was all Trooper Hubbard. He has 88 yards and a touchdown. Um, this is pretty much like a good spot. Like if you Tuba Hubbard was a priority pickup for us last week with Miles Sanders missing time. Um, again, this is the kind of things you need to be doing in your fantasy leagues. You need to be picking up picking up Tuba, putting him into your lineup, and then pretty much discarding him when Miles Sanders comes back because that's basically what you're gonna have to do. Um, but making sure that you're paying attention to all the alerts so that you know which players are gonna be um, popping off, and then you know move them on. Get another get another player like that into your lineup. Um, Adam Thielen continues to be exceptional for fantasy owners. Eleven catches, hundred. 15 yards and a touchdown. He is clearly Bryce Young's go-to only weapon, only guy that can get open, only man that he wants to throw to at this point of the season. So props to Adam Thielen. I'm going to continue to roll him out, roll him out in my lineups. DJ Chark has 3 for 26. Tommy Tremble, 2 for 25. Jonathan Mingo, 2 for 21. Hayden Hurst, 1 for 16. And LaVisca Chenault, 3 for 15 are the last receivers of note. Now we move on to the Dolphins side of the ball. Tua Tagovailoa has another impressive day, 21 of 31. 262 yards, three touchdowns through the air. Um, what else can we say about Tua Tagovailoa? Um, I think I'll go as far as say man's elite. He's an elite fantasy football quarterback. Who would have thought, especially with the... Um, you know, all the worries regarding the concussions that he's faced last season. He appears to be, you know, past that. He appears to, appears to land um, better. I mean, in the offseason, he was speaking with, I believe it was karate or taekwondo instructors about how to land correctly and protect himself, and it appears that it's worked. Um, we haven't seen him land awkwardly or anything like that just for so far this season. Touch wood. Don't want to jinx him. We love some tour here at the Fantasy Addicts. Um, but he looks fantastic and has a real um, MVP chance as well. The running game, we obviously had Devon H.A. missing time, and Raheem Mostert, again, takes up the mantle as a lead back. 17 carries, 115 yards, two touchdowns. It's a fantastic fantasy day. I love me some Raheem Mostert. Chris Brooks chimes in with six carries, 28 yards, Southern Armoured, six for 23, and gets into the end zone late once this game was over. Um, and then, I mean, you guessed it. Tyreek Hill has a massive game again. Man is a freak. They don't call him Ty Freak for no reason. Six catches, 163 yards, one touchdown. Um, arguably the most impactful player in fantasy football right now. Um, Jalen Model does get back on track. Doesn't have many yards, only just the 51 yards on seven catches, but gets into the end zone as well. So he's, um, you know, repaying fantasy owners who have had a few tough weeks um, to start the season for Jalen Model. Braxton Berrios, two for 20. Raheem Mosa gets three catches, 17 yards, and Salvin Armored, three for 11 as well. Um, not too much else to take away from this game. Um, we will move on to the next one where we have... The Texans and the Saints, a game that was, oh, you know, I thought it was going to be more entertaining, but I feel like the Saints' offense has really struggled. I mean, 
the Texans were good at times, but neither team was able to really get on top of each other. Went back and forth. No points scored in the fourth quarter. Really disappointing. I mean, the Saints had plenty of opportunities to try and tie this game up, but weren't able to get it done. I think these teams, you know, have pretty decent defenses. I mean, the Texans have been impressive defensively, um, despite, you know, expectations moving into the season. Um, CJ Stroud puts together another solid performance, just the 27 attempts and 13 completions, but does get 199 yards, two touchdowns, and throws his first career interception. It did have to happen one day. Um, but, yeah, so, again, he plays well, gets the win, and they move to 3-3. Three and three, And, you know, especially with their franchise quarterback clearly in place in CJ Stroud, there's no incentive for the Houston Texans to be um, – to be trying to lose. They, they should be trying to win, win with their young quarterback and continue to develop this team who's, you know, clearly performed really well thus far. Devin Singletary does get heavily involved um, in this game. Damian Pierce and him, they have 12 and 13 carries respectively. Devin Singletary is able to do more with it with 58 yards. Damian Pierce just the 34. So Damian Pierce, again, someone who some people had um, high hopes for this season, hoping that, he, you know, in an improved offense, he was able to, you know, score some touchdowns and just hasn't been able to do that. Devin Singletary does get very heavily involved in the run game here. Um, and then we also have Nico Collins continues to um, impress in his uh, third season with four catches for 80 yards. Dalton Schultz, four for 61 and a touchdown. So if you play Dalton Schultz, you're very happy. Noah Brown, two for 37. Um, and then a few other guys with just a single catch, Brevin Jordan, Robert Woods and Devin Singletary. Same side of the ball, like I said, they weren't really able to get their offense going despite what the stat line may show here from Derek Carr, noting they did only score 13 points, let's be clear. 32 of 50, 353 yards, one touchdown and one interception. Alvin Kamara, really heavily involved despite Kendra Miller being healthy. We do have um, Jamal Williams coming back next week. I think he eats into some of these workloads that Alvin Kamara has been getting. That doesn't worry me too much. I mean, we don't really particularly want to see Alvin Kamara getting 25, 30 touches a game. As good as it has been for my fantasy team, I think he's better utilized in um, a smaller workload. But he has 19 carries for 68 yards um, and then also has seven catches, 36 yards. So it gives you a good fantasy day, especially if you're playing in PPR leagues. Chris Olave gets back um, on track. He has seven catches for 96 yards, um, no touchdown. Rashid Shahid is the one who catches the touchdown from Derek Carr. Two catches, 85 yards, does what he does. He's always going to be a deep threat guy for them and, you know, an impressive player, an impressive young player at that. Um, Taysom Hill gets himself involved in the receiving game. Seven catches, 49 yards for him. Michael Thomas has five for 45. Another guy that's been incredibly consistent but doesn't really um, provide any real ceiling whatsoever. So, again, they are playing the Jags, who have allowed a lot of points to the fantasy, um, in a lot of fantasy points to the wide receiver position thus far this season. I know I'll be rolling him out in a couple spots, um, just because you know I need the production. I've got a lot of bye weeks, and there's other guys around, so I'll be getting me some Michael Thomas this week. Hopefully, it is the, the week that he gets off the mark in the touchdown column. Um, like I said, Alvin Kamara had seven catches, and Foster Moreau four catches for 33 yards as well. Appears to have taken the um, tight end one role um, in New Orleans. So that's interesting something to note. I don't think this offense is going to be um, explosive enough to support a fantasy viable tight end, unfortunately. We do have, in the next game here, we have the Atlanta Falcons being beaten by the Washington Commanders 24-16. to The Washington Commanders are able to take this game um, despite many, many attempts of the Atlanta Falcons to try and tie this game up. I believe they had three or four possessions even that where Desmond Root had the opportunity to lead game-winning or, you know, game-tying drives. 
Um, but he's unable to get it done. We did have Sam Howell have 151 yards passing on 14 to 23, but does get three touchdowns through the air. So you're very, very excited about what he gave you for your fantasy team. Brian Robinson, a very quiet day, 10 for 31. Again, this Atlanta Falcons defense has been vastly improved and incredibly good against the running back position and the wide receiver position at that. Um, Chris Rodriguez does get involved, 4 for 23. Antonio Gibson, 3 for 15. Sam Howell, 4 carries, but just the 3 yards. The receiving game, we see Terry McLaurin um, sort of move back into that wide receiver one position for the Washington Commanders. He has six for 81, no touchdown. It was Curtis Samuel gets into the end zone again. Um, he has four for 42 and a touchdown. He's a viable flex play, Curtis Samuel. I mean, Terry McLaurin's probably in a very similar tier, but he's got that name value and you spent, you know, a fifth or a sixth round draft pick on him as opposed to a 10th or 12th for Curtis Samuel. Um, so you continue to play Terry McLaurin and, you know, if you're desperate, Curtis Samuel's a fine play. Um, Brian Robinson, does save your fantasy day. Does have two catches, 25 yards, and gets into the end zone through the air. Um, Antonio Gibson also has a one-yard touchdown catch. Logan Thomas, despite the excitement that some people had over his production last week, gives you just one catch for two yards. So very, very disappointed. We'll move on to the Atlanta Falcons side of the ball where Desmond Ritter throws the ball away three times and costs the Atlanta Falcons the win here. I think he was just too wasteful with the ball. Does have 307 yards and two touchdowns. Gets his first loss at home since since he played in high school, actually. Well, they were telling us on the telecast. So, you know, hasn't lost a game in college at home and hadn't lost a game in the NFL at home until today. Not today, until that day. Um, <clears throat> we have the Atlanta Falcons continuing to split this backfield very evenly between Tyler Elegy and B. John Robinson. Both of those guys having the same number of carries at 13. Tyler Elegy is able to do more with it and has 51 yards while B. John Robinson just the 37 yards on the ground against a Washington defensive front that is very, very talented. Again, Bijan Robinson gives you five catches for 43 yards through the air. Again, a very, very safe play because he is going to get involved in the passing game, regardless of what he's able to produce on the ground. So continue to play Bijan Robinson with confidence. Tyler Elegia, again, is a very low-end flex play because he has no involvement in the passing game whatsoever. Drake London gives you a really, really nice game. Has nine catches, 125 yards. It's a situation where if Desmond Ritter is going to throw the ball 47 times, you're like, great. Drake London's going to be good. He's, his target shares through the roof. He's a great player. You know, all the peripherals are there. He runs good routes. He's big. He's strong. He's fast. He's going to, you know, you think he's going to score lots of fantasy points, but then they throw the ball 17 times and he has four targets. You're like, well, he had, you know, a 30% target share. Well, in a game where they threw 47 times, he's going to be fantastic. So props to any Drake London uh, people that played him in their lineups. Um, Kyle Pitts gives you a good day. Um, four for 43 and a touchdown. Puts together a second straight week of production. Um, he isn't playing an awful lot of snaps. I was having a look at the snap chairs. He's only playing probably 60% of the snaps, um, but is able to produce. He's playing almost as a wide receiver exclusively, um, but gives you four for 43 and a touchdown. So you were great. Um, great fantasy day for him. Mac Hollins, three for 41. Johnny Smith has another good fantasy day as well. Continues to split time with Kyle Pitts, to be honest, at the tight end positions. He has four for 36 and a touchdown. Um, and then there's a few other guys that I need not mention with just the one catch. Let's move on to the next game. Alrighty. I do apologize for moving very fastly through these games, but I think it's just going to be so much better. Instead of getting like a three-hour-long podcast of it every single game, I want to give you the best of the best and all these takeaways that you guys need to know. Um, Gardner Minshew for the Colts. Um, in the absence of um, Anthony Richardson, 
goes down to the Jacksonville Jaguars, 37-20. Colts slide to 3-3, three and three, and especially with um, Anthony Richardson now expected to miss the rest of the season, he's going to have surgery on that shoulder to get it repaired. It will be Gardner Minshew for the remainder of the season, and you could probably argue it's the end of the Colts season as they know it. Um, we have Gardner Minshew, 329 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions again. You're not going to win games, especially against the Jacksonville um, Jaguars team with so much talent on the offensive side of the ball. If you're going to throw it away three times, Zach Moss, you got another fantasy start out of Zach Moss. If you manage to play him, he gives you seven carries for just 21 yards, but does fall into the end zone. He also has six catches for 38 yards. So again, involved in the passing game, you're very happy and you got very lucky. Jonathan Taylor does continue to work himself back into the offense. Um, isn't very productive at all. Gives you eight. Uh, carries 19 yards, but then also gives you five catches for 46 yards to save you in the passing game there. They were playing from behind, and Gardner Minshew was um, dumping down to the running backs quite a bit, if you couldn't tell. Um, because they were down and they threw the ball 55 times, Michael Pittman has nine catches for 109 yards. You're very happy with his performance. Kylan Granson has three catches for 67 yards, and then you have Alec Pierce, three for 25, Isaiah McKenzie, two for 23, and Josh Downs has five for 21 and gives you the touchdown. So you were relatively happy with the pass catches and the running back aside from Jonathan Taylor. So you're happy if you had Zach Moss or really any of the notable pass catches. If you had Pittman or Josh Downs in your lineup, um, you came away with you know some good fantasy scores despite the result for the Indianapolis Colts. Move on to the Jaguars side of the ball where we have Trevor Lawrence goes two for 30, 181 yards and two touchdowns. Gives you three carries for 15 yards on the ground. A solid... Fantasy day, nothing crazy. Um, but speaking of crazy, Travis Etienne is an incredibly good fantasy running back. Wake up, people. I mean, he's telling people in the offseason. Um, I copped a lot of hate for my Travis Etienne love in my home league about how he's not good, he's not worth this, he's not going to do this, he's going to, you know, Tajay, uh, not Tajay Spears, Tank Bigsby's going to steal all of his carries, uh, he's going to, Tank Bigsby's going to be on the goal line, Travis Etienne's not good. Look at him now. 18 carries, 55 yards. I don't care how many yards he got. Two touchdowns. Three catches, 28 yards. Another great fantasy day for Travis Etienne. Uh, we're loving life over here at the Travis Etienne fan club. Um, I won't even mention, well, Dionis Johnson has a carry for 19 yards. whoop de doo And Tank Bigsby has three carries for two yards. Scary. Um, again, Tank Bigsby does not matter. We have Calvin Ridley. Again, continues to be just... A mediocre wide receiver. He's not a wide receiver one in fantasy. He's arguably not even a wide receiver two. It's like Christian Kirk is just a more reliable option in fantasy at this point. He has three catches for 49 yards, but he's the one who gets into the end zone. You just don't know when Calvin Ridley's going to have his spike weeks. Um, you know, has been relying on touchdowns in previous weeks. Um, both of these guys are meddling wide receiver twos. You know, they're back-end wide receiver twos. They're not, you know... That what they're not a wide receiver two where you're like oh you know they're wide receiver twelve through sixteen it's kind of the same thing as the wide receiver ten to twelve it's just not the case with these two guys unfortunately Evan Ingram continues to have a great season especially for the tight end landscape that's been pretty poor as like of late he has seven catches forty one yards um, he continues to be um, really heavily involved Brenton Strange their rookie tight end he's the one who catches the touchdown though so I mean if Evan Ingram had got that you were very very happy. Um, Brenton Strange has two catches for 27 yards and a touchdown. Um, nothing too much else to take away from that game other than the fact that um, Anthony Richardson is done for the season, which is heartbreaking, especially if, as a football fan. It's heartbreaking of someone that, you know, um, you know, loves to see young players um, thrive and, you know, do well in the NFL. So um, 
very, very sad news out of the Indianapolis Colts in the past few days. Um, Cincinnati Bengals, Seattle Seahawks, a game that we thought offense, these offenses would get a hold of each other's defense. We thought, you know, um, the likes of Seattle Seahawks, Geno Smith, Kenneth Walker, Zach Charbonnet, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, a lot of good weapons on the um, Seahawks side of the ball, only to put up 13 points against the Cincinnati Bengals defense who appear to have, you know, been pretty good and, you know, overperformed, especially in this situation. Geno Smith is wasteful with the ball here. He has 27 for 41, 326 yards, zero touchdowns, and throws the ball away twice. Um, realistically, when you lose by two points, it's probably those two interceptions that cost you. Um, Kenneth Walker continues to be um, impressive in fantasy. I mean, I expected Zach Charbonnet to be more heavily involved, especially... Um, especially in the passing game. I mean, Zach Charbonnet has been involved in the passing game, but it's no more or less than what Kenneth Walker has been doing, and Kenneth Walker has been getting the vast majority of carries, and especially the carries around the goal line. Um, so Kay Walker has 19 carries, 62 yards, and a touchdown. Geno Smith, 4 for 20. Zach Charbonnet, just the two catches for five yards. Um, the receiving weapons, we have Tyler Lockett, 6 for 94. Continues to do what Tyler Lockett does and just, you know, give you solid production. Man, is just ageless. Um, we all expect Tyler Lockett to just fade away into nothing. He just doesn't. He gives. He's going to give you a thousand yards. He's going to give you six touchdowns, and you're going to be happy about it. Um, DK Metcalf does miss some time in this game with an injury. Um, I believe it's nothing serious. Should be back in the lineup this week. Just remains to be seen um, whether he's going to be fully 100% go um, by the time the next game rolls around. He has four for 69. Jackson Smith and Jigba does have probably his best game as a pro. Um, they're playing this game from behind. So, again, a lot more passing volume than what we've seen previously from the Seattle Seahawks. But he has four for 48, which is good to see. Jake Bobo, two for 43. Kenneth Walker, three for 27. Kobe Parker has 3 for 19, Zach Charbonnet 2 for 14, Noel Fant 1 for 9, Will Disley 1 for 4 Move on to the Bengals side of the ball where we obviously wouldn't um, without T Higgins um, as far as the receiving weapons go for the Cincinnati Bengals in their absence, Jamar Chase has 6 catches for 80 yards, was targeted double digit targets, I believe it was 11 or 12 targets and isn't able to you know haul in as many as we were hoping but does have a solid fantasy day, um, Tyler Boyd was heavily targeted, he has 7 catches, 38 yards and a touchdown, Mixon 3 catches and T Higgins just the 2 catches and 20 yards before he exits um so, yeah, unfortunately, Teagans does get back into the lineup. Um, get, sorry, starts the game, but is going to be missing time with an, a rib injury, I believe. Um, I'm going to fact check myself, but I believe that is the case. Um, but then, yeah, this Cincinnati Bengals team that looked like they were back on track um, isn't really able to hit their stride completely, unfortunately. And, you know, it's a shame because there's a lot of. because there is a lot of talent on this team. Um, again, Joe Burrow looks like he's going to need to get back um, fully from this calf injury. Um, does have 185 yards, two touchdowns, one interception in this game. So relatively solid performance, nothing crazy. Joe Mixon continues to be the only running back being involved. It's the same thing every single week with this um, Cincinnati Bengals backfield. It's Joe Mixon, 12 carries, 38 yards, not much production. Does catch the ball a few times to uh, salvage a fantasy day. Um, I'm just having a look at the T, injury, uh, T. Higgins injury. I believe that he's going to be back. Um, and he's expected to be, you know, expected to be healthy, especially after their bye week. Um, so, again, I correct myself, but Teagans was suffering the injury, uh, rib injury last week, but he will be back. 
um, and ready to go after their buy. So I think that'll be good for Joe Burrow, good for this offense um, to get a little bit healthier. Um, that's probably the main takeaways from that game. We'll move on to the Bears and Vikings game. Um, two one and four teams to entering today, and um, we have the Vikings coming away with the win. Um, despite them missing arguably the best player in football, Justin Jefferson, he is able to um, apparently return in just under four, just sorry just under five weeks. They believe it's going to be a four week injury for Justin Jefferson, four to six. Um, you know, being as talented as he is, and hopefully if the Vikings get back on track. I think it'll be that four week mark. Um, Kirk Cousins doesn't give you a, a fantastic fantasy day, but nothing terrible. Um, gives you 181 yards and a touchdown. Um, Alexander Madison continues to be. Bum ass average, 18 carries, 44 yards, 2.4 carry. Man's just not good at football. Um, Cam Akers just a one carry, so it is entirely Alexander Madison in his backfield at the moment. He has also has four catches, 28 yards. Um, in a spot that people were expecting Jordan Addison to blow up, he has just the three catches for 28 yards, does get into the end zone, and he did it really early. So I think a lot of people are expecting this game to turn into a big blow-up spot for Jordan Addison, but he does finish just with the three catches and 28 yards, but gets into the end zone, so you're happy with his fantasy production in the end. Um, TJ Hawkinson has six for 50, KJ Osmond four for 48, um, and Brandon Powell has three for 20. Again, they weren't able to get... Um, a large amount of production out of this um, game for the Minnesota Vikings, especially without their main weapon. Um, as far as the Bears go, the main storyline out of this game is that Justin Fields is likely to miss at least one to two weeks after being injured in this match, has six for 10, 58 yards and an interception before leaving. We see Tyson Bajan, uh, undrafted rookie free agent, have 83 yards and an interception on 10 of 14. So again, nothing really positive to take out of that performance from him. But, again, this Chicago Bears offense isn't good. It wasn't good with Justin Fields. It's not going to be good without him. I can guarantee you that. Um, We did have the running backs for the Chicago Bears um, dealing with injury. We had... Khalil Herbert, who's obviously out for some time. And then we also have Roshan Johnson missing this game as well. So it was Deontay Foreman taking the vast majority of work. He has 15 carries for 65 yards. Um, before he exited the game, Justin Fields has 8 for 46. Darrington Evans gets involved as well. He has 9 for 32 yards. Um, DJ Moore, again, without good quarterback play, DJ Moore isn't going to be a great fantasy asset. We saw him have a monster game with Justin Fields, and that's what you can hope for um, from time to time. But DJ Moore, just the five catches, 51 yards. Again, you weren't burned entirely, but you definitely weren't happy about it. Darnell Mooney has two for 48. Tyler Scott, two for 12. Robbie Tonyan, one for nine. Cole Komet comes back down to earth, two for nine. Uh, Vilas Jones onto former Darrington Evans and Kari Blasigami. Gee, that's a weird name. Um, just the one catch for those guys as well. Now, as we wrap around, we get the Browns and Niners and the Cleveland Browns with Philip Walker. No Deshaun Watson, no Nick Chubb. It doesn't matter. They beat the undefeated San Francisco 49ers and hand them their first loss of the season. Philip Walker has 192 yards, two interceptions. Not good at all. It's a great defense for the San Francisco 49ers, but the Niners were not able to get any of their offense moving. Jerome Ford has 17 carries for 84 yards. Kareem Hunt just 12 for 47, but gets into the end zone. So he's the one um, that you were happy about if you played him in your lineup. I don't think there was very many of you at all. He also has three catches for 24 yards, and Jerome Ford has just the two catches for seven yards. Amari Cooper, four for 108, continues to be a fantastic wide receiver. Um, despite the quarter, 
quarterback play. I think you can just play Amari Cooper regardless of who's there. I could play quarterback and you want to put Amari Cooper in your fantasy lineup. Um, hopefully, we can see Deshaun Watson come back shortly. There was some news saying that he still may not be ready for next week, which is unfortunate. I think they may have downplayed that injury um, when it first happened. Um, David Njoku has three for 24. Elijah Moore, four for 19. David Bell, Marquise Goodwin both have a catch for six and four yards. Um, we'll move on to the Niners side of the ball where there's a little bit more intrigue here. So we see Brock Purdy have a very poor game against an elite defense in the Cleveland Browns. He has 125 yards, just the one touchdown and the one interception. But it's the running game where the storyline uh, sits at the moment. It's Christian McCaffrey, who is believed to have a rib or oblique injury. Um, we're waiting to see how serious that one is going to be. They haven't um, gone as far as to rule him out next week. I'd be very surprised if he plays um, in the next game. Um, we saw Jordan Mason come in in his absence, have 5 for 27 and a touchdown. We saw him, Christian McCaffrey, leave the game, come back into the game, and then leave the game again. So... Not a great sign when that happens, um, which means that you know they tried to play through whatever was going on, um, isn't able to do so. And you, you almost expect how does that really change week to week? Unless you know, I, I don't put it past him. He is superhuman, Christian McCaffrey, um, but definitely a player that has missed time through injury in the past. While we're on injury news as well. Debo Samuel leaves this game as well, expected to miss a little bit of time as well. Um, nothing major, I don't believe, um, but we've got to wait and see what that timeline looks like for Debo Samuel. So this San Francisco Niners uh, team is going to be heading into their next game um, with a couple of guys missing, and, you know, we've just got to wait and see how Brock Purdy's able to go, do without these elite weapons um, around him. Still has another great players in George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk to throw the ball to, um, but it'll be interesting to see how um, they go moving forward. Brent Ayuk does give you four for 76. Juwan Jennings, two for 26. Christian McCaffrey gave you three uh, catches for nine yards. Gives you a touchdown before he left. So you man, still got a good fantasy day out of Christian McCaffrey, even when he gets hurt. Um, Kyle Juszczyk has a catch for nine yards. Ray McLeod, one catch, four yards. And George Kittle, after the three-touchdown performance against the uh, Dallas Cowboys, gives you one catch for one yard. This is just what George Kittle does. Um, it's upsetting. Because, you know, you're going to be playing in your lineup every single week. You're going to be very happy when he gives you those blow-up weeks. And you're going to be very upset when he gives you nothing like he did um, in this game. Kind of how the cookie crumbles with George Kittle, unfortunately. Two teams that absolutely stink. And one of them is 3-3 three and three, and one of them is 1-5. and five, But they believe me, they still both stink. It's the Las Vegas Raiders and New England Patriots. The Raiders are able to sneak through here and get the win. Um, we have Jimmy Garoppolo leaving this game early. Um, previous to that, he does have 162 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Um, based on his play... Um, in the second half, Brian Hoyer, I would imagine, would be the starter moving forward. Um, we saw what Aiden O'Connell was able to provide for them in the start that he had. Wasn't terrible for a rookie, especially someone that was taken later in the draft. Um, but I think Brian Hoyer looked sharp enough to you know, hold his spot as the quarterback um, in any games that Jimmy Garoppolo will miss. Um, he has 6 uh, six of 10, 102 yards for him. Um, Josh Jacobs heavily involved, a game that neither team was able to really pull away. Um, you know, the Raiders playing with a lead for a decent amount of this game. Um, has 25 carries for 77 yards, so not incredibly efficient, but he's getting plenty of volume as we expect. He also has two catches for 16 yards. We see Michael Mayer here lead the team in... Um, passing and receiving yards with 5 for 75. Last two weeks for Michael Mayer have been quietly impressive. I think the rookie's starting to um, come into his own. He's playing a whole lot more snaps. I think he's gained the trust of Mike, uh, not Mike McDaniel, 
um, of the coaching staff um, and then gives himself, you know, an opportunity to score fantasy points. Keep an eye on Mike Mayer, potentially someone to pick up later in the season. Um Kobe Myers has another great game, 5 for 61 and a touchdown. Quietly as a wide receiver one, um, Jacoby Myers in points per game. He did miss a game, and he's still um, sitting up there. So really impressive stuff from Jacoby Myers thus far. Um, if Jacoby... If- Jimmy Garoppolo is going to miss some time, though. I don't know if I can trust Jacoby Myers moving forward. Trey Tucker has two for 57. Devontae Adams, two for 29. Another disappointing week for Devontae Adams. I think there will be better days ahead for him. Do not panic. Um, If there are people panicking in your leagues over Devontae Adams, go pick him up because he's going to be elite. Um, He's a fantastic player. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is with Devontae Adams. Now we move on to the New England Patriots who had a little bit of controversy during the week where they've elevated Malik Cunningham to the active roster, signed him to a three-year deal, and then proceeded to do nothing with him. Uh, He ran a few routes. Crazy, crazy storyline. But Mac Jones, another pathetic performance from Mac Jones. Um, Exactly what we come to expect from Mac Jones. 200 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception, 24 of 33. Man sucks. Um... But at least, though, the running backs were able to get up, give you some fantasy points. I mean, if this was a, if there was ever a spot to play Ramondre Stevenson or Ezekiel Elliott, it was against this poor run defense of the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, Ramondre Stevenson gives you 10 carries, 46 yards, and a touchdown. Ezekiel Elliott, 7 carries, 34 yards, and a touchdown. Both these guys being very, very average. Um, but Ramondre Stevenson does have 5 catches for 24 yards, so he does have a good fantasy day in the end, um, which is good to see as a Ramondre Stevenson owner who's been struggling without um, his production. Um, We have a New England Patriots wide receiver appearing to have a breakout. No, it's just Kendrick Bourne having his yearly blow-up game. He has 10 for 89 yards here. Mike Kosecki, 3 for 28. Um, Furrow Brown has 1 for 15. Ezekiel Elliott, 1 for 15. Ty Montgomery has a catch for 9 yards. Devontae Parker, 1 for 7. Hunter Henry, 1 for 7. And Tyquan Thornton, upon his return, just the 1 for 6 as well. Um, Not really too much to take away from that game, aside from the Jimmy Garoppolo news. Um, Again, it's realistically going to be Devontae Adams. Keep him in your lineup. Jacoby Myers, he's a decent flex play. Um, but, yeah, hard to trust, especially with, um, you know, the uncertainty at the quarterback position. The Detroit Lions move to 5-1 and one as they dismantle the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This defense looks legit. This offense is legit. Um, this offense is also hurting. Um with weapons at the running back position. So I just want to point out that David Montgomery is expected to miss multiple weeks. Um, we still have Jameer Gibbs dealing with his hamstring injury. And then we also had Craig Reynolds as well missing practice early this week. So I think Jameer Gibbs and Craig Reynolds will be able to get up for this game. But I think if Jameer Gibbs is not 100% and then you've got Craig Reynolds who's not 100%, who do you play? Who's going to get the majority of carries? It's going to be very difficult to tell. Both these guys are full practice by the end of the week. Well, then they're both potential starters in your fantasy lineups as well. So keep an eye on the injury reports moving forward this week. Jared Goff, great fantasy day. 353 yards, two touchdowns, 30 of 44. Um, Jared Goff's just the man. He absolutely is like, I don't know what it is. Like he was the number one overall draft pick for a reason. So it feels like, of course, he should be good. He's had great seasons when he was in L.A., Things just hadn't didn't really pan out um, his way in LA. You know, they didn't feel like he was going to be able to get that team over the top. Obviously, in hindsight, Matthew Stafford definitely did elevate that team, and they were right to move on from Jared Goff. But he's been able to revitalize career in Detroit. Um, just for this game, anyway, the rushing yards and stats were as follows: Craig Reynolds has ten for fifteen, Devin Montgomery six for fourteen before exiting, um, Devine Ozigbo has three for five as well. My boy. 
Armin Ra St. Brown. What a guy. 12 catches, 124 yards, and a touchdown. Massive fantasy, Dave. Um, God, I love me some Armin Ra St. Brown. Thank you, Dylan, for trading me Armin Ra in the offseason. Um, to be fair, I did pay, like, Anthony Richardson price in the end. We're playing an eight-team league, so I want to, like, make the point that, you know, quarterbacks aren't as valuable, maybe, to make myself feel better. But at least Armin Ra St. Brown is good. Um, Jameson Williams has 253 and a touchdown. Um, again, hard to trust because we haven't seen enough of Jameson Williams, but, you know, 253 has a nice touchdown catch. Um, appears to be the deep threat guy. Um, so, again, if he can, you know build up a role in this offense you know there's enough points to go around um on this team so just someone to keep an eye on pick him up if he's on waivers um josh reynolds continues to be you know have a good um decent year so thus far not too much fantasy production unfortunately this week has 350 sam laporta three for uh, sorry four for 36 again solid not great but has been really good for your teams thus far craig reynolds two for 28 khalif raymond three for 23 and david montgomery one for nine Let's move on to the Buccaneers side of the ball where they weren't able to put up any touchdowns in this game. We had Baker Mayfield, 19-37, 206 yards and an interception. Rashad White on the ground, 7-26. Keyshawn Vaughn, 6-9. for nine. Um, Not able to get anything going through the air or on the ground against this stout Detroit Lions defense, which never would have thought I'd be saying that, but... Here we are. They're actually a very, very good unit. Um, in the receiving game, upon return, Mike Evans has 449. Doesn't burn you, but you weren't very particularly impressed with his performance. Chris Godwin gets you to double-digit fantasy points with six catches for 77 yards. Good to see from Chris Godwin. Um, Trey Palmer, 2 for 47. Kate Otten, 1 for 15. And Rashad White has three catches for 12 yards also. Not too much to take away from this one. They play Atlanta this week, another tough defense. Um, but I do think that there will be better days ahead for the Buccaneers. There are solid football team and you know, they've got good weapons and I think good players like Chris Goldman and Mike Evans are going to be able to produce moving forward. We had the Arizona Cardinals now falling to 1-5 and five despite the slightly promising start as far as far as expectations go. I don't think anyone expected it to be very good but you know they're putting up a bit of a fight in these few, first few games. Um, they fall 26-9 to nine against the Los Angeles Rams who moved to 3-3. Three and three. Um, Cardinals, Josh Dobbs, despite how heroic um, his efforts have been thus far, um, he has just just the 235 yards and in an interception, 21 of 41 in this game. Um, does give you seven carries for 47 yards, though. Um, despite all the hype around Amari DiMercato, they were not kidding when they said that Keontae Ingram was the starter. But what they didn't tell you is that Damian Williams is also the starter. Those guys split time very, very evenly. We had Keontae Ingram having 10 carries for 40 yards. Damian and Williams, 8 carries for 36 yards. And Amari DiMercato, just 2 carries for 11 yards. Um, again, for those that played DiMercato... You've been burnt. You've been burnt severely, and you should listen to what teams have to say. Um, for the first time ever, that has appeared to be true. Um, as far as receiving weapons go, um, Marquise Brown, who's been really good to start this season despite the struggles of the offense, um, does give you a relatively poor week this week. Gives you four for 34. Um, Trey McBride leads this team in receiving this game with four for 62. It'd be nice to see Trey McBride hopefully um, move forward and, you know, take over from Zach Ertz eventually this season as Ertz, you know, appears to be, in, um, you know, approaching the end of his um, really productive career and, you know, a great player and still can produce at the NFL level um, as we've seen this season. Michael Williams gives you three for 62, Rondell Moore four for 30, Zach Ertz two for 22, and Keontae Ingram has a catch for 11 yards, while Damian Williams has a catch for eight, and Amari DiMercato one catch for six yards. Um, just moving forward, 
if you're very desperate, Keontae Ingram could be a you know a play in your, like a very low end flex play. Um, Marquise Brown continues to be a wide receiver three roughly, despite his production. You know, suggesting that he's more than that. I still rate him as probably you know a high end wide receiver three, um, despite the poor performance this week. The Rams side of the ball, another massive day for Kyron Williams, and it was a massive day right up until he gets injured again and is expected to miss multiple weeks. The running back position has been battered um, this week in fantasy, but he has 20 carries, 158 yards, and a touchdown. Um, So you're very happy thus far, but now you're going to be without your top five running back, and that's what he's been so far to start the season. So now you're going to have to make arrangements. You go, great, I'll go pick up his handcuff. I'll go pick up Ronnie Rivers. I'm not going to get, you know, top 10 running back production like I had out of Kyron, but, you know, if he's a top 15, top 20 play, I can deal with that. Ronnie Rivers, injured as well. So you think, great, I'm going to go pick up Zach Evans. It's going to be fine. Zach Evans, a rookie. Maybe he's got some juice. No. They sign Royce Freeman. I don't trust anything that the Rams are doing. I think they're going to use multiple backs. I think they're going to throw the ball about 500 times. They led this game um, pretty much from start to finish. So Matthew Stafford only threw the ball 24 times, completing 15, 226 yards and a touchdown. Of those 226 yards... 148 of them and 7 of those 15 completions went to none other than Cooper Cup. He has 7 for 148 and a touchdown. Cooper Cup is the man. He's so back. Um, He never left. It was just a little hamstring injury. I don't know why everyone was freaking out thinking that he's going to die and he's never going to play football again. He's never going to be the same. Um, Cooper Cup is the man. Um, Tutu Atwell Atwell has a catch for 30 yards. Pukitakua comes back down to earth. Unfortunately, um, has 4 for 26. He'll be fine. He's still a wide receiver too, high-end wide receiver too at that moving forward. We still love Puka Nakua over here at the Fantasy Addicts. Um, Tyler Higby has two catches of 18 yards and Ronnie Rivers a catch for four yards. Like I said, main takeaway from this game is that running back room for the Los Angeles Rams is incredibly, incredibly battered. Um, I don't think I can trust um, Royce Freeman or Zach Evans in my lineups this week. Let's move on to the New York Jets and the Philadelphia Eagles, where the Jets have taken down the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles, 20-14. to um, Bit of a weird game. I think, I think everyone expected the Eagles to just somehow fall over the top of the New York Jets here, but that Jets defense was incredibly impressive. Um, the offense was able to put up points in the second half, something the Philadelphia Eagles were not able to do. Um, and we have Jalen Hurts having 280 yards, one touchdown, and three interceptions in this game. Does also have eight carries for 47 yards and a touchdown. Because he's given you 47 yards and a touchdown on the ground, he's had a fine fantasy day. Definitely could have been much larger if he hasn't thrown the ball away three times. But they weren't great interceptions. I mean, we had obviously had the one where um, Dallas got its cost in there, um, but did throw the ball away, you know, pretty sloppily another two times. So Jalen Hurts, as much as I love you, you've got to be better than that. Um, DeAndre Swift isn't able to, you know, get his usual five yards of carry without being touched and then, you know, get another two yards on the fall. Um, he has 10 carries for 18 yards, does dominate the opportunities in the backfield with Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott having just the two carries each. Um, but again, not much production from DeAndre Swift, but does have eight catches and 40 yards through the air and gets a touchdown through the air. So he does have a good fantasy day whilst he isn't able to get it done on the ground, which is good to see. We don't see... Uh, Kenneth Gainwell getting all those passing down snaps and neither is Boston Scott. He has just the one catch of 14 yards. Kenneth Gainwell, one catch for four yards. AJ Brown has another fantastic day. Seven catches, 131 yards. Devonta Smith, 5 for 44. Dallas Scott at 4 for 42. Um, again, 
nothing impressive out of Dallas Goddard. I think you kind of just have to keep playing him if you've drafted him because the tight end landscape is very, very poor. Um, Devonta Smith does, however, has missed practice on Wednesday um, at the time of recording. So, again, something to keep an eye on and make sure he's fit for game day. Um Zach Wilson, again, not someone you were starting in, in fantasy, but gives you 19 to 33, 186 yards. Brees Hall, 12 for 39, nothing very exciting, but does get into the end zone, and that's very exciting for Brees Hall owners um, who've been waiting for him to produce. Um, Xavier Gibson, one carry for 18 yards. Zach Wilson has four scrambles for 15. Dalvin Cook, three for 12, appears to have taken a significant backseat to Brees Hall. Finally, the coaching staff can see that Dalvin Cook is washed. We don't need to see 10 Dalvin Cook carries and 10 Brees Hall carries. We just need 20 Brees Hall carries and we'll win the game. Go Jets. Um, Garrett Wilson. Despite having Zach Wilson a quarterback, Wilson to Wilson is back. Eight catches, 90 yards. Again, very, very solid. Brees Hall gives you five catches, 54 yards through the air. So it gives you a very, very nice fantasy bump there. Tyler Conklin, three for 24. Uh, Alan Lazard, one for eight. Jeremy Ruckett, one for eight. Dovin Cook, one for two. Um, not too much to take away from this Jets um, side of the ball, other than the fact that it's Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson, if you're desperate. Um, and again, making sure that you're not playing Zach Wilson. I mean, he's not as you know as solid as he was in a game against a very good defense in the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, doesn't give you very many fantasy points at all. Speaking of not many fantasy points, this game, the Buffalo Bills and the New York Giants, yawn fest. Was not impressed whatsoever. We have Josh Allen have a 19 to 30, 169 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Um, just the two carries for 11 yards for him. Does fine. The Buffalo Bills get the win here, 14 to 9. Um, again, it was so boring. Um, they were shut out in the first three quarters and then just scored two touchdowns in the last quarter to get the job done. Um, James Cook has 14 to 71, so he's very um, efficient on the ground. Lat Murray, very heavily involved on the ground, also has 12 carries for 45 yards. Um, I think yeah, Lat Murray and, you know, these guys are getting involved on the ground, um, which is unfortunate for James Cook owners. Um just a note as well, Damien Harris obviously left that game um, with what appeared to be a very significant neck injury. Um, following him being transported to hospital, um, we know that the sort of the results of their tests are better than what was anticipated, which is good to hear from Damien Harris. He will definitely miss some time. We remain um, to be seen whether you know when he when or if he can come back to football this season um, or moving forward. But you know we are thinking of Damien Harris. Um, especially, you know, the scary scenes of what was um, what went on last year with the Buffalo Bills also and DeMar Hamlin. Um, Stefan Diggs continues to have an impressive season. 10 catches, 100 yards on the dot. Um, continues to be a fantastic wide receiver. You know, top five play at the position. Gabe Davis' reign of, you know, having three catches, 50 yards and a touchdown is over. Thank goodness. I hate Gabe Davis. Um, three catches, 21 yards. Dawson Knox, three for 17. Quinton Morris, I mean, everyone had him in their fantasy lineups. He has the touchdown, um, 15 ca- receiving yards and a touchdown. Khalil Shakir, one catch, three yards. And again, another guy everyone had in their fantasy lineups, Deontay Hardy, one catch, three yards and a tutty. Um, on the Giants side of the ball, was the return of Saquon Barkley. And boy, did he return. And by boy, did he return. I don't mean that he was that great. I just mean that they rammed the ball down the Bills' throat 24 times with Saquon Barkley for 93 yards. I mean, poor guys come back from a high ankle sprain. They run him 24 times against using you know, the worst offensive line in the league. Um, Tyrod Taylor, in the absence of Daniel Dimes, um, has 24 or 36, 200 yards. Again, just does what Tyrod Taylor does and just mid as. Um, 
has five carries for 24 yards. Matt Breida, four carries for 13. Darius Slayton, you know, you're never playing Darius Slayton. I need to, you need to have a good hard look at yourself in the mirror if you do. He has four for 69. Wondale Robinson, who I did play in a couple spots as well, gives you eight for 62. So I was pretty happy with that just quietly. Um, Darren Waller, five for 43. Solid, but nothing crazy there. Continue to play Darren Waller if you have him. You don't really have any other options. Um, Jalen Hyatt, three for 21. And Saquon Barkley has four catches, but only five yards as well. Um, not too much to take away from the New York Jets side of the ball here. We're obviously waiting for Daniel Jones to be back, um, hopefully to try and elevate this offense just a bit more. But now that they've fallen to one and five, it's it's looking very, very um, grim for the New York Giants' chances of making the playoffs, you know, next to none at this point. Um, makes you wonder whether, you know, a lot of these offensive weapons like Saquon Barkley are really going to be bought in um, into playing for the rest of this season. So remains to be seen, and, you know, we'll wait and see how that uh, pans out moving forward for the New York Giants. Now let's move on to our very last game. I want to thank you for listening along. We've got the Chargers and the Cowboys. Name a better duo than the Chargers and choking close games in the fourth quarter. God, Justin Herbert, just he's just not a winner. Like he's like the opposite of Tom Brady. He's like he's, he's got all the talent in the world, but just cannot win close games. And you know when you make Dak Prescott look clutch, you know you're doing something wrong. Um, but Dak has 21 to 30, 272 yards and a touchdown. Also has seven carries, 40 yards and a touchdown. Finally using your wheels again, Dak. We saw it early in your career. We know you got him. Um, but again, he's able to give you a really good fantasy day there um, against a matchup where you should, probably should have recognized that Dak Prescott was, had the ability to uh, score some fantasy points for you in this um, situation. Tony Pollard gets plenty of the work, gets 15 carries to Rico Dow's three, but he's able to produce just the 30 yards. Um, Brandon Cooks has a carry for 14. Rico Dow, like I said, three for 12. Um, but Tony Pollard does give you six catches for 80 yards through the air. So, again, saves his fantasy day, but he's not the elite high-end running back you expected him to be when you drafted him, you know, in the early second round. That's where he was going, and, you know, his dynasty price has been very high for a long time. Um, but I think there will be better days ahead for Tony Pollard. There's going to be days where he runs for 100 yards on, you know, 20, 20 carries and, you know, gives you five catches through the air and another touchdown there. Um, so, again, be patient with Tony Pollard. There will be better days. And, you know, and the patient has paid off for those that own C.D. Lamb where he has seven for 117 in this game. Um, positive about this game is you probably knew this is when these guys were going to blow up so you were able to get them into your lineups. Not that you were ever, you know, not playing C.D. Lamb or Tony Pollard, but you are able to, you know, have just that bit of confidence um, going into the matchup as well. Brandon Cooks gets himself onto the board after an absolutely terrible start to his season. Um, I think he's, I think it's fair to say he's probably passed it. Um, he has four for 36 and a touchdown. Michael Gallup, three for 24. Jake Ferguson, one for 15. Jake Ferguson, someone who's been handy at the tight end position if you've been able to pick his um, spike weeks. But again, just the one for 15 explains exactly why the tight end position is very, very difficult at the moment if you don't have those elite options. Um, I know I touched on Justin Her- Herbert about how him not being clutch does throw the late game interception as he always does. God, he loves it. Um, 227 yards, two touchdowns, and that interception I mentioned for Justin Herbert in this game. Um, Austin Eckler against a really tough um, Dallas defense is only able to give you 14 carries, 27 yards, nothing at all on the ground, but he's able to give you four for 35 through the air. Again, because he's so heavily involved in the passing game, it allows you to have that safe floor with Austin Eckler, despite um, the overall poor fantasy performance. Justin Herbert gives you six for 20 on the ground as well. 
Kenan Allen continues to be dominant, a high-end wide receiver one, someone who I absolutely love. Um, copped a lot of heat about Kenan Allen being washed, about him being injury-prone, um, continues to prove people wrong. Seven catches, 85 yards, and a touchdown. Um, Josh Palmer, four for 60, continues to be the clear wide receiver two um, ahead of Quinton Johnston, who doesn't register a catch in this game. Donald Parham, he has two for 19. Gerald Everett, three for 16, gets into the end zone as well. I did stream him in a couple places, so I was very happy when he got into the end zone with only just the three catches. Um, Justin Herbert also does the old Nelson Munts from the Simpsons. One catch for 10 yards, throws himself the ball, gets it back, um, and gets scurries for 10 yards. So shout out Justin Herbert purely for that one play. Other than that, I hate Justin Herbert. Don't like the guy. Broncos fan. So, of course, I don't like other elite quarterbacks um, in my division. On that note, though, I want to say thank you for listening to the Fantasy Addicts podcast, um, to the Week 6 recap. I um, hope you guys got a lot out of that. hope you guys um, are able to attack Week 7 with some confidence, with the knowledge um, and the, you know, the good vibes from the Fantasy Addicts. So thanks again for listening. Have a lovely night and catch you later.